What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Mid Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about State of Leadership Part 2. Um, what it is to be a leader, what it means, uh, what a leader looks like. Let's get started on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. All right, guys, welcome back to Real Men Talk. Here with Mr. Kyler Sal. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. All right, so we're going to be talking about stable leadership again. Um, today, I'd really like to discuss um, what what is a leader? Um, uh, a leader, when we think of leadership, when we think of leadership, we think of bosses. We think of uh, the president. We think of, um, you know, all kinds of different roles. The truth is, is men, that each and every one of us are leaders. Um, you know, of course, I, I've, I've, I've said this probably a thousand times um, on this podcast, but we need to understand that each and every one of us as men have some type of leadership role to play. And there are two different types of leaderships uh, of, of leaders. Um, there is a guy who stands behind the group that pushes, um, that that tells people what to do. We see a lot of this in um, in leadership today. It's more of the do as I say, not as I do mentality. This is the same guy that will tell his boy to go get him a beer and then tell him not to drink. Um, and then you have a the, – the other one is – the other type of leader is the guy who stands in front of the group and says, follow me. Uh, this type of leader is a servant leader. Uh, this is one that does more of that, – that leads by example. Um, I want you to do as I do. And um, this is the type of leader that Jesus was. Um, and a lot of times you can see that this one, this type of leader can, uh, leadership can offer a lot more wisdom because typically they've been there. Um, they, they're the ones to... Um, to do everything first, they're the ones to to set the to set the goals. Uh, they're the ones to you know, hey, I can show you how to do this because I've been there. I can tell you how to do this because I've been there. Let me show you by leading you into success. Yeah, and those are the leaders that I feel. I mean, personally, if I'm going to follow a leader, I want somebody to have credentials. I want them to be credible. I want them to have gone through something. Um, and that was one of the awesome things. Jesus, he went through it all. He, from a kid all the way up, he went through trials. He went through temptations. Everybody's like, yeah, but he was God. Yeah, he was God. Correct. But he was also God made flesh. He had his flesh about him. If he didn't have his trials and temptations, then why would the devil have tried to tempt him? He, right. he, he knew that he could have gotten, he was man still, but that made him even more credible because, and the person that we could follow and that we could relate to because he could be, and that's what we're called to be. We're called to be men who have 
credible. He's not asking for perfect people. He's just asking for men who are willing to share their stories, share where they've been and lead other people. So that way they don't make those same mistakes. That's right. That's right. You know, and back to, back to the first type, um, the the people who stand behind you know these these people there are so many of this type of leadership it seems i've had so many jobs of people who are who are like this um they they are almost dominant in in the workforce uh you know they they just want they just want to push everybody you know you, you you'll see sometimes you'll see them uh, people who get hired in from you know like straight out of college have no experience in the work field and yet they're telling everybody you do because I'm the boss you're going to do what I tell you to do you, you know type thing and nobody really respects a guy like that no I I didn't um I well I I don't. <laughs> Exactly. I, I don't. I don't know if that's really right or not, but it's it's truth. You know. I mean, I'm not going to. If you if you want if you want my respect, you show me respect type thing, and you know I'm not going to re, you know show you respect just because you hold the title. I don't. I don't care. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's just me being a man or me being, you know, whatever. But it's bullheaded. it's truth. It's cool. Yeah, bullheaded. But it's truth. That's the way I am. Um, you give me somebody who um, who is who is earnest, who is 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 willing to to roll up their sleeves and get in there, and it's a lot easier. Um, but when it comes to this, this, this the guy who stands behind and pushes everybody is the same kind of guy that goes to church mm-hmm. and. Tells his family he likes the idea of going to church. He likes the idea of uh, of his family going to church. He likes the idea of heaven. He likes that type of thing, um, and he wants his kids and stuff like that to do that. But he he's he he goes to church, but then outside he lives a completely different lifestyle. Um, you, you know, he will uh, uh, you know he'll make sure his kids and stuff there, but he will not discipline himself to live a life of holiness. He he's not willing to push himself to be better in a spiritual sense. No, um, and those are the men that they're they send there, and I see this a lot in in our church and other churches, not just our church, but church all over the world. Is that men they go through their forty hour work week, and then on Sundays that's their day of rest. And so right. they can't, they want their, their wives and they want their children to go to church, but then they need to stay home because that is their, their one day off. And don't get me wrong. We need to have time to ourselves. We need to have a day of rest. We need to take time to make sure that we are mentally stable, that we can lead. However, we've got to, as leaders, decide that that is not Sunday. That is right. not the day. Our day of rest is not to be taken from God. If we are taking it from God, we're not being those leaders. We are being the leaders who lead from the back says, hey, I want you to go to church, but you know what? I need to stay home because I need to sleep a little bit more. No, you're using that as a vacation from your kids. You're using that as a vacation from your wife. You're not validating yourself here. You're just trying to make an excuse that, you know what? I need to look good 
for my wife, for my friends, for my family and saying, you know what, I really think it's important that they go to church, but you know, I just, I have to have that day of rest. It's, it's not how you should lead. It's not what you should be doing. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, and, and you see these types of, uh, of men all the time. Uh, you know, like I said, the, the do as I, I say, not as I do type, you know, and, uh, they'll live, they'll live a, a, a lavish lifestyle of sin outside of the church and, and come in and punch their spiritual time clock. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they act like everything's okay, you know, and that's not, that's not what leadership is. That's not leading your family to, that's not leading your family to, to know Jesus. That's, that's really selfish, really, when you boil it down. Um, and a lot of these, that's the way the, these types of leaders are. They're in it for themselves. They're in it to for whatever kind of self gratification that they 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 need, um, whatever whatever is going to edify them um, in a worldly sense, um, and then they don't. But they don't want to have the consequences of that, right? And that's just teaching our kids and our wives and anybody who become to influence with, I know I keep saying our kids and our wives, but really anybody who looks up to you as, you know, a man of God or just a man in general who looks up to you as a role model, that's just teaching them. They can check the boxes off. Is that's okay, right. I can do this box. I did this box, did this box. Awesome. You know what? God loves me this week. I finished my to-do list. And right. that's not, that's not a relationship with God. That is my shopping list. And I went to church. I shopped around for a little bit, got everything on my list and I came home. And that's not teaching nobody anything. That's just teaching them how to check boxes off and they're never going to develop. They're always going to fit into a small box. And that's not God's plan. Our God's plan was not for us to check boxes off and just one day stay. He wants us to evolve and develop and further our relationship with him. And we can't further our relationship if we only see ourselves fitting into one expectation. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, and back to the, the, the one who stands in front um, this is, this is what the, the one who leads by example, um, the, the servant leader, um, it, you know, Jesus, Jesus was the servant leader and at every, every point, um, you can, you can see, you can look to Jesus to be your example. That's that's the way he lived his life. He set that example first for us to follow. He didn't he didn't come down with the list of rules and was like, "Hey, you need to do all these, and I'm going to live however I want." And you know whatever he's no, follow me, follow me, and and you will see how to to live a a life uh, of without. A life of peace and a life of uh, uh, leadership in in a way that that it was designed to be. Um, Philippians Philippians three seventeen says uh, says join in in intimidating me. I, I'm sorry, imitating me, brothers and sisters, and. Pay careful attention to those who live according to the examples you have in us. Now, this is Paul talking, 
And uh, but but notice Paul also said that you know he said imitate me, do as I do. Uh, you know, and he also said to pay close attention to those who live in this live the same way, and that's because we need examples just as much as we are to be an example. Right, but look at the boldness in that verse. That boldness is join in imitating me. How many how many people could you really look at and say I'm going to imitate them fully? Or who who would you want to look at and be like, you know what? I'm doing everything perfectly. Imitate me. Right. We as men have to get to that boldness. We have to say, you know what? They need to imitate me because I'm doing the best that I can. That doesn't mean perfect. He right. obviously was not perfect. But he was doing his best to try to be perfect. And if we can't get to that point where we're like, you know what? Imitate me. We can't act in boldness. We're not developing the leader in ourselves that we need to be. That's right. That's right. Titus 2.7 says, in everything, make yourself an example of good works with integrity and dignity in your teaching. Make yourself an example of good works with integrity and dignity. The, this is this is instruction. The, this is the way, like, again, Kyla, just like you said, you, you, you know, it's not about perfection. So it, it's, it's about striving for holiness, striving for uh, to, to be obedient, you know, to the point to where you can make yourself an example. We're all going to fall short. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going. We're not going to have the right answer, or we're going to say the wrong things. Or if you're like me, you're going to say the wrong thing often. Um, you know, but to strive for that, to make yourself an example that people can look to and be like, "Hey, I want to follow that guy. I want what that guy has." Not because there's anything special about us, but because we seek to be obedient to Jesus Christ. And in that, in that, that is true leadership. Because if we can point somebody to Jesus through our our lifestyle, then we've done our job. We've made ourselves an example that they can follow. Mm Mm-hmm. The two words that uh, stand out to me in that verse is integrity and dignity. Yes. Social media, I feel like has taken, and I, I know we harp on social media all the time, but it's just the Relevant. easiest to correlate to. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's done away with our integrity and our dignity. I mean, you get on there and some of the things that I see and even kids do at school or whatever, you don't have any dignity about yourself. You've lost your dignity. There is no pride in yourself. And that's where we as men fall short is we don't hold them to a standard to have any dignity or integrity because we ourselves don't. Right. Because we're not the example that we're supposed to be. Right. You know, we, we're not, we, we want to, we want, we want to be selfish. We want to have everything again, that, that self gratifies me. Maybe it's fill the blank. Maybe, you know, maybe you really enjoy fishing. We'll we'll Mm -hmm. harp on fishing. Maybe you really enjoy fishing and you spend all your extra time fishing and you don't go to church like you should. You don't spend time with your family like you should. It has completely overtaken. Well, what are you teaching your kids? That fishing is more important than anything else, including them, including Mm -hmm. Jesus. And 
that's not an example of integrity and dignity. If you say that you are you are a Christian, if you were if you say that 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 you live for Christ, then you need to be the example that points them to mm-hmm. Christ. And that's 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 the bottom line. It's it's pretty cut and dry, right? And at the same time, we don't even we don't uphold ourselves with dignity. I mean, the Lord says our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Don't get right. me wrong. That doesn't mean tattoos are wrong, all that kind of stuff. But what you put into your brain, going into movies, yes. movies, the lyrics that you listen to, what you watch on TikTok, what you wear, what the words you put on your clothing, that is all a part of your temple. Even the yes. paint on the outside of the temple is a part of the temple. Okay. So you have to look at what you are showing, what you're exhibiting to other people. And as men, we are so afraid of people looking at us. We are afraid that our expectation is going to fall short of everybody else's expectations. And so we have to get into our flesh and we have to control our flesh because our flesh is our safety net. Our flesh is where we are comfortable at. And we as leaders, whatever we deem as men, whatever we deem as safe and into our flesh is what we do. And then when we live in our flesh, our integrity and our dignity just takes a plummet we just dive right down to the bottom of the depths and we work to get back up but we it's just hard can't get there that's right it it is hard and uh because because when we live in our flesh um we have sacrificed our integrity and dignity for self-gratification you know and uh that's a dangerous place to be it's a dangerous place to be so we're going to take a break Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about how Jesus had left us an example of leadership. We'll be right back. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by The Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed citizen watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 North Westwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschelbest Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573 686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, 
please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony Kernut. All right, guys, welcome back for the break. Um, we're going to begin talking about how Jesus left us an example. Um, we're going to start off in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 25. It says this, For you were called to this, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He did not commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not result, insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in, our, in his body on the tree, so that having died to sins, we might live for our for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed for you were like sheep going astray but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls i think this paints the perfect picture of jesus um leaving an example for us um you know, in in many different, I, I know that's that's a lot of scripture there, but um, and it, you know, you look at at some of the things that Peter pointed out in this, you know, things such as uh, when he was insulted, he did insult in return. Um, when he suffered, he didn't he didn't throw out threats. Um, you, you know, he didn't he didn't try to. Um, get revenge or anything of, of, of the uh, of the sword to where us as 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 uh, well i'll speak for myself i can tell you right now if if i have somebody punching me in the face and and spitting on me and 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 pulling out my beard and and whipping me and i've done nothing wrong i'm fighting yeah. i'm ready to go you better fight that fight or flight response better kick in otherwise we got to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I can't, I can't, I have a hard time imagining Jesus going through all of that and just being silent the way that he did and just allowing, you know, because, because here's the thing, Jesus, you, you know, you look at like in the garden when Peter, who, who wrote this, when Peter cut off the, the, the soldier's ear, you know, Jesus like, don't you? Don't you think that I could call down legions of angels that I, I give my life willingly? You know, he allowed all those things to happen um, because because of love, mm -hmm. because he understood he understood his purpose. His sole purpose of coming to this earth was to was to die for our sins that we can live in eternity with him in heaven. And he understood that. And we as men, so many times, we do not understand our purpose here on earth. We don't even, I don't think men most of the time even think about what their purpose is as a leader on earth. No. And then they see, 
not only do they not understand the purpose, but they look at love as this dainty little thing. They don't understand what love is. I mean, you look at those verses and you see a guy who was whipped, beaten, mocked. I mean, it was a, he was a tough guy. He was. He was a tough guy. And that image is what people see is, oh, I need to be the tough guy. I need to be able to take the beatings and take everything else. Well, yeah, those will come. But you first have to understand love. You first have to understand what your purpose is. Because a leadership who doesn't love their followers or leaders who don't love their followers are not leaders. That's you right. You have to be a person who leads from love, not by envy, not by boasts, not by high expectations, not by money, not by anything else other than love. Because love will open the door for everything else. Your your followers will start to grow. Your kids will start to grow. Your family will start to grow. And that's what Jesus did. They saw him on the cross, dying for their sins. His flesh died on the cross and he took the beatings and he didn't say anything. All he said was forgive them for they not know what they do. He followed all. They finally, I mean, after he was dead, realized, oh, that was the son of God. Right. Yeah. But all yeah. of his followers got to see. They saw him from day one to the end. And just imagine what kind of testimony they had when they got to see their leader dying, one, for them, but for all of humanity. They got to see the love made pure and literally by example. And so they got to take that back. And we as men, we don't lead by love. We lead by emotions, usually anger or whatever else is driving us to get to that point, sometimes money. I mean, we are just leading by whatever our calling, quote unquote, calling is at that time. And that's not the example God left. We have to lead by love first. Then dot, 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 dot. Everything else follows in line. Yeah, that's 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 really good. I like I what you said there. You know that that we have to lead lead out of love. We have to love the people that we are leading. And mm-hmm. so many times we live in such a selfish a, a selfish society. You know, so you end up with two types of people here. You either end up with somebody who only loves themselves, and therefore they're going to do whatever they have to do to get uh, to get what they want mm-hmm. no matter the cost of anybody else the, you know you see, these these people are the you know the types of uh, you know, drunks they're, they're drug addicts they're they're going to you know they're only trying to take care of their own pain their own you know all this stuff and just screw everybody else or you have somebody who completely hates themselves and mm-hmm. therefore they can't love anybody else and it results in the same in the, the alcohol, the drugs, the abuse, the you know all those things. They it, both of those end up the same the, at the same place, um, and that's no type of a leader Mm-mm. because Jesus, everything Jesus did out of his leadership here on earth and in heaven is completely out of love, and you you have to you have to love. In order to to be able to lead, Kyler, that was so good. That was so good. You know, and the problem is, is that we don't we don't know. 
I, I, again, I know, I know I kind of said this earlier, but we don't really know what kind of uh, what servant leadership really looks at because we don't we've never really analyzed the life of Jesus. We don't spend time in the word. We don't mm-hmm. spend time, you, you know, learning who Jesus is and the nature of of Jesus and, and all that stuff, because, well, we're lazy. Yeah. We don't we don't want to put in the discipline of being in our word and in prayer and striving for holiness. I, and this is this is a big thing right now. Um, maybe not for everybody else, but for me, you know, I look at so much junk that is on TV right now. I look at so much junk that is on the radio. And and, and I really feel like God is calling his church to a a a, um, a, a place of holiness and it. It's tough. That's hard, especially in in the world in which we live, because there is no holiness in everything. They can say what they want. They can say how righteous they are. They can say all that stuff. But there is no state of holiness in anything. If we can't if we can't live, if we can't discipline ourselves to a life of holiness, then we'll never be able to lead like Jesus. And it's not, it's not about perfection. You know, when I, I think a lot of people, when they think of holiness, they think of perfection because Jesus was perfect. Right. And Jesus was, was our example of holiness on earth. He doesn't expect that of us. He expects obedience. And mm-hmm. obedience, it, it, it's not about achieving Holiness. We'll never be able to achieve holiness until we're in heaven. It's about striving for holiness. It's about pushing ourselves to be better tomorrow than we were today. Right. He doesn't expect it, which is the best part because we put that expectation on ourselves. We never in the Bible, in any of the words, and that's something that frustrates me, even about myself, not even about other people, like even about myself, is I. I add to the Bible. I add to Jesus's expectations. Like I, I hear pastor Miller on Sundays or I hear other pastors preaching and I'm like, okay, that needs to be my expectation. That's what God expects of me. Really. It wasn't. And as leaders and as men, we continue to try to put those extra expectations on us, which expectations are not bad. Please do not, please do not think that expectations. Some are good. Some are bad. Right. But if we're striving for perfection and holiness, we're not going to get there. And sometimes even when we do that, I put that expectation on myself. That's one of our mindsets that we have to get out of is we're not going to reach perfection. We're not going to reach hundred percent holiness. We have a flesh. And unless we die to that flesh, <clears throat> we're not going to do it. That's right. And I think a lot of our, our um, lack of leadership um, comes to the immature state of our spirituality, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, we go back to like the disciplines of um, being in the word, being um, in prayer, growing in God, fasting, um, stuff like that. Um, you go to Hebrews chapter 5, 11 through 14, it says, we have a great deal to say about this. And it is difficult to explain since you have become too lazy to understand. Although by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the basic principles of God's revelation. Again, you need milk, not solid food. 
everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. The the writer of Hebrews here was very, very honest, very blunt, very, you know, you were too lazy to understand. Um, and this is where a lot of men are today. You know, you, you see people that have been Christians for 20 years and they're still sitting on in the pew in the same spot. They're not done anything. They're not doing anything. They have no plans to be any, to, to be doing anything. They have no plans for growth. They have no vision in their life. They're still, they're still babes mm-hmm. in, in God. It doesn't matter how long you quote unquote, my, my air quotations here have been a Christian. It, it doesn't matter if you are striving for holiness, if you are striving for growth, you should constantly be looking to be better tomorrow than you are today. I, I use that a lot. Um, I, I lift weights quite a bit and stuff like that. And I had somebody ask me one time, they're, they're like, why? Why? I, you know, I turned 40 this year and I tell them. That's old. Yeah, I know it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, I feel it too. It, you know, it's it's not about it's not about being the biggest guy. It's not about being the strongest guy. It's about pushing myself to be better tomorrow than I was today. And I try to to implement that in everything, more so in my spiritual life. But I also want it to bleed over into my physical life. You know, the example of of Pushing yourself to constantly be better. You know, I'll, I'll never be the strongest guy. I'll never be the biggest guy. I'll never be, you know, the most spiritual guy. I'll never be the smartest guy. But I will always strive to be better tomorrow than I was today. And the people who who do not do that, they're, they're late. It's laziness. It's laziness. You see Jesus and his... It, 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 if you just look through the three years of, of, of his ministry, Jesus was constantly striving for his goal. Mm-hmm. He knew he, he had, he had a vision and a goal set in those three years. And his goal was to achieve that. And most of us live without any vision in our life, any goals in our, any real goals in our life. And so we cannot implement that to anybody else. We cannot we cannot be the leader that we're supposed to be because we're still we're still just as spiritually immature as our children are. Right. And if you look in the verse where it says lazy, I know we're talking a lot about lazy, but I mean that's the synonym is slothfulness. It's one of the seven deadly sins. I mean, the definition is a carelessness or lack of enthusiasm about the life of your soul. The whole purpose of us being on this earth is to care for our souls, is to care for the end goal of what happens to our souls. And honestly, to be lazy and not care about your soul and to never, you know, progress toward that solid food that he's talking about eating and growing is a slam at God. It's to say that he created you without a purpose. And all of us are here for a purpose. All of us are here to meet God's expectations of us, but to meet us or what I'm trying to say here is 
is not for us to be lazy. It's not for us to be right. slothful. We are here to meet God. We are here to care for our souls, to continue to progress, to continue to mature, continue to go to the next step. And the devil wants us to stay in that that immature um, reality. He wants us never to keep growing because the more that we know, knowledge is power, knowledge is gain. That's right. You know, and if we continue to be lazy, we're never or slothful. We're never going to learn more. We're never going to want to learn more. We're never going to build that relationship with God. And that's how the devil gets you is he keeps you in one state. That way you never mature and you never learn actually how to battle the devil and his um, ta- tactics. That's right. That's exactly right. First uh, Corinthians chapter three, verses two and three says this. He says, I gave you milk to drink not solid food, since you were not ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready, because you are still worldly. For since there is envy and strife among you, are you not worldly and behaving behaving like mere humans? You know, and this this points out the problem right here. The reason why they were not ready for solid food. Why they had not matured in their faith is because they were still worldly. They were still about the the world lifestyle opposed to the godly lifestyle. You, you know, he talks about envy and strife among you. And of course you can you can fill in that blank. I mean, whatever it is that we allow to take place to keep us from maturing in our spiritual walk, the problem is the reason why we are not maturing, not only are we lazy, mm-hmm. but we we are still in love with the world. Right. This is also where I feel like indoctrination sets in is you get all these new Christians and converts and people who are starting to come to church. And it's easier just to throw, throw your um, religious background knowledge on them and how your teachings and your teachings and you know they they some religions and some outlooks on god will take you in as a new babe a new christian and they will just start flooding your mind with this is how this is this is how that is and once you i, t- I tell all my kids practice doesn't make perfect practice makes permanent That's whatever right. you practice is how you're going to end up believing and living same thing whatever you believe on as an early christian is what's going to dominate your belief system for the rest and that's how these um, people fall in is they never actually learn the foundation the biblical views of god and the love that comes through it and they still had the worldliness about them and so some religions go in and they just indoctrinate you first show you all of the things and yeah you're believing everything because it's brand new it's good it's awesome you want to you want to know the reasoning behind it you've heard all this stuff it's awesome and you believe it but they never taught you the foundational purpose first they just went straight to what they believe and we we as men and we as leaders of the church have to step in we have to make yes. sure that we are deciphering and that we are discerning between what is right, what is wrong, what is being taught to me. And we're asking questions. We're not just believing that what somebody says is correct. Right. And sometimes, I mean, that's your own family. Right. I mean, absolutely. I'll give you the example. I was doomed to hell when I was a kid many, many times by my grandparents. They told me <laughs> to my face that I was going to hell because I played piano at church. They did not believe in playing piano. My grandma, one of my grandparents made me 
promise her that I would never play piano in church. I told her that would probably not happen. So, and then because there's music in church, she also told me I was going to hell for that too. Wow. But that's the way they believe. And uh-huh. they tried to, and me as a young kid, I mean, my grandparents, they knew everything. I mean, she could cook. So obviously she knew exactly what she was talking about. So yeah. I, I could have been indoctrinated if I also didn't have those other foundations that also told me, you know, that's not necessarily the hundred percent truth. That's so right. We just have to, we as men have to know, and we have to look, and we have to ask questions. We cannot settle for what somebody just tells us. That's exactly right. That is that. That's exactly right. There's a there's an apologist that I follow. His name is uh, uh, Sean McDowell. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Josh McDowell. He has a son named Sean McDowell, um, and his son had come to him. Uh, you, you know, again, Josh McDowell is a an apologetic mm-hmm. um, apologist, or however you want to say it. And his son come to him after going to college, and he, his son's name Sean. He's like, Dad, I don't, I don't know that I really believe this whole Bible thing. You know, there's, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things. And, um, and Josh is, his dad looked at him and said, look, he said, okay. He said, just promise me this, wherever the truth goes, you follow it. And the reason why this is such a big statement is because he had so much, he knew that the truth would lead him to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. The truth would lead him, would lead him there, but he had to find it on his own. That is, that is maturity. That is right. growing in maturity. And we, we should do the same thing. We, there's a certain point in our lives when you cannot rely on everybody else. You yeah. can't rely on what everybody else says. You have to find truth for yourself. And if anything, if anything contradicts the word of God, it's not truth. It's not truth. There's, mm. there's no truth in it. And um, we, as as men, as leaders, we should continually be growing in our spiritual walk every day. Again, it's not about being in this state of perfection. It's about growing to be to be better tomorrow than we are today, to show our kids to push ourselves spiritually, physically, mentally, to, to, to be better, that even when you get tired, or even when you get overwhelmed, even when you get exhausted, that you are willing to push to the next place, especially if in nothing else in our spiritual walk, that is the most important thing. That's the most important yep. legacy that we can leave for our children. That's the most important life that we can live is to have a, a state of spirituality, um, to know Jesus, to lead them, to lead our children, the people around us, our wives, to, to know Jesus, to know truth. That is the most important thing. Um, Ephesians 4, chapter 14, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15 says this. It says, then we, are, then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching by human cunning and cleverness in the techniques of deceit, but by speaking the truth in love, let us grow in every way of, Unto him who is the head, 
Christ. This is exactly what you were just talking about, Kyler. Yep. This we we should ever be growing because there is so much indoctrination. There is so much false teaching. So many, um, so much trash out there. Mm-hmm. And if we we cannot be tossed and, and and be blown away by everything, every little thing that we hear. This is this is the reason why our worldviews are so skewed mm-hmm. inside the church. Um. It, because we take everything that we hear, everything that we hear from what we think is any kind of a credible person. Yep. I mean, it could be our friend. It could be the neighbor down the road that that says he's a pastor or it could be, you, you know, well, what the president of the United States, whatever it is. And we just go, OK, this is it. This is this is the word of God. This yep. is the way things are. You know, I my whole world's just rocked because I have I have no biblical background. I have no um, no solid foundation to stand on because I'm not studying it for myself. Right. Well, this I don't. Is just I don't really personal know. Opinion. And yes. Whoever has the most followers, it's 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 just a game. It's a game of followers. If you have the most followers on Facebook or the most friends on Facebook, I say the most followers on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram. Um, yeah, whatever you say goes. Whatever that. Well, this person did this or said this on TikTok, or they started this, or yeah, they're you're easily. We are. If you're going to keep that sense of maturity, you're going to be tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, because as soon as the next one comes up with the more followers, we're going for that one. That's right. That's right. Second Peter, um, chapter three, verses seventeen and eighteen says, "Therefore, dear friends, since you know." this in advance be on your guard so, so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall from your own stable position but grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ to him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity and this is, again, I mean, this is just spot on. Not only are we to be on our guard against, again, the, the lawlessness, the, the indoctrination, the, the false teachers, but we are to be growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Constantly, constantly, you know, and it's not about, it's not about making leaps and bounds. It's not about it's not about making you know, uh, you, you know, going from a, a layman to a preacher in a day. It's not it's not about that. It's about making progress, even if it's a little bit. You know, I, I had a I had a friend of mine. Um, we were talking about reading scripture. We we're talking about discipline of of reading scripture and stuff like that. And this person's very intelligent. Um, and he he was talking about how he at, at the time he read a, a a chapter out of Psalms, a chapter out of Proverbs, a chapter out of the Old Testament, a chapter out of the New Testament every day. And I'm like, I can't, I can't even process. Like it would take me all day to read that. Oh yeah, and be able to process it. Like I'm I'm a verse guy. Like that that's that's how I read the Bible. You're I read the, the Bible. The and, yeah, like like yeah. I like I like a set of verses, and I just. 
tear into them, you know, break them down. I want to know what each word means. And because if I, if I try to go for like whole chapters, mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not retaining any of it. You know, I, that's, that's just the way I am. I mean, I, I right, wrong or different. That's, I don't, I don't learn that way. Um, you, you know, I'm, I'm a small caliber type of guy, but it doesn't matter. He, he learns that way. I learned this way. It doesn't, that doesn't make him greater than me. We are both striving for the same goal. It is, it is a deeper relationship in Jesus Christ through his word. It doesn't matter about if you read whole chapters a day or multiple chapters of a day or whatever. If, it, if you can learn and, and grow closer to Jesus Christ in verses, then do it. It, right. it, it's not about making leaps and bounds. It's about making progress. Yeah, it's about um, being fed, being fed by the word. And if you get fed by one verse a day, then you get fed by one verse a day and you're full. Some other people, they can read a whole chapter and they get full. But the whole point is to fill your cup, get full, get fed by God. And if you're not being fed by God, you're not being fed by somebody, you're not growing in your spirituality. That's right. That's right. Whenever you, you know, it kind of in a natural sense. Whenever I was, uh, whenever I was a boss, I was a supervisor um, at this uh, local uh, factory, and um, it's bad memories. He, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a supervisor at this local factory, and um, the the guys underneath me. I had 40, 50 guys underneath me. You know, and sometimes you when you have that many guys. Or that many people, they weren't all guys, but um, when you have that many people, you're going to have people that struggle to hit mm-hmm. numbers, you know, different things like that. And, uh, you know, they, they may be here and they need to be, you know, a hundred parts more an hour or a day or whatever. I'm like, okay, so if you're struggling to get this, don't, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about the extra hundred. Show me progress. Mm-hmm. And when you hit that, then we'll, then show me more progress. Right. And eventually you will get to the point that you need to be. It may take you longer than everybody else, but you will still achieve the goal that you're looking for. Just show me progress. And I feel like so many times this is what Jesus is, is doing. I, I don't I, I don't expect you to change the world in a day. Just right. show me that you're trying. Yeah. Just show me that you that you care enough to push yourself to be a little better tomorrow than you were today. Exactly. That's all he wants from us. He just wants a little bit of our time. And the easiest way, I mean, for me to do that is I ask questions. I mean, if I want to know something, I ask questions as men, we need to have either one person in our life that we can bounce questions off of, or either, I mean, some people, they don't need that person. They'll go research the questions themselves. Right. But you need, you need to be asking questions. You need to ask hard questions sometimes too, but you need to have that solid person mentor or the drive to go research it and find it for yourself. That way you are spiritually maturing every single day. That's right. And follow the truth. That's, that, that's our goal Mm -hmm. because the truth will set you free. And the truth is Jesus Christ. You know, as a matter of fact, I'm, uh, uh, I don't know. I know we're coming to the end of this podcast, but you, you know when we talk about truth, um, you, you know we hold the Word of God as absolute truth. It is the absolute authority of our all of our morality, 
all of all, all of who we are. In John chapter one, it says, "In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God." Therefore, the truth, the Word of God, was the authority before it was ever pinned on paper. Mm-hmm. It was the absolute authority before it was before time even began. Exactly. And to me, that's that's so revolutionary because it gives the authority to the word of God that that it deserves. Does that make sense? Yeah. And 100 percent of all your questions are going to be answered in the word. That's right. He, he wrote an all inclusive book. He, yes. you, you're wanting to know how your soul is to be fed. Do you want to know your purpose on earth? Open up the Bible. Start studying it. Read it. It there tells you, you right there. There you go. All right. Well, Collar, man, I, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you being on here with me. This has been great. Hey, I've had a blast. Uh, Every time. I, I do. Um, and, and for the listeners, if you're struggling with leadership, uh, if if you're struggling, you know, being a leader, knowing what a leader is, and you would like to talk about it, you can always email us, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Roman Ministries, uh, Roman Talk. And, um, you, you know, we find out for yourself what a leader is supposed to be through finding out a who Jesus was who Jesus is and the example that he left for us. And as always, um, I'd like to enter prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be godly, courageous leaders and teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk.
If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.